Melissa Harrison here for our latest edition of the Religion Unplugged podcast. This week, we are joined by fellow TMP member and Sky News correspondent David Blevins of Ireland. This podcast was actually recorded on the road as David was wrapping up his roadshow tour in the fall. David traveled on 11 flights in 13 days as part of a tour to promote the MPJI semester in New York City. David highlighted the role that journalism played in the Irish peace process by sharing his own experience of faith and journalism. He ended his tour by speaking at the closing dinner of TMP's program at the Pointer Institute in St. Petersburg, Florida. And that's where I caught up with him on the road. And David, it's, it's fitting that we're on the road right now at the very last final stretch of your road show tour that you've just wrapped up. Tell me, where, where all have you been? Well, it has been quite a whistle-stop tour. I've been uh, to eight different colleges, so that's two or through eight different U.S. states, places like uh, Arkansas, Tennessee, Georgia, across into Iowa, and then Indiana before finishing in Florida by talking to the um, coaching and leadership fellows for the media project. And it's been a fabulous opportunity, really, to just take the pulse of where journalism is in America two years after the last election. And I've valued the privilege of being able to encourage both people who are learning about journalism and people who are teaching journalism, because let's face it, we all know our profession is under immense pressure right now. And David, what I love is your your involvement in the Media Project. Tell me, how did you come to first be in contact with the Media Project? You were one of our fellows, correct? That's right. My introduction to the Media Project came about six or seven years ago when I was invited to attend a European conference at Kiev in the Ukraine where I met uh, people like Jennifer Arul and uh, Arne Feldstad, who was uh, the man who really established the Media Project network. But from that, I was encouraged to apply to attend and participate in the Coaching and Leadership Fellowship at the Pointer Institute in Florida. And it really was an incredible experience because sometimes we think, you know, in the uh, West that we have some problems and we have some challenges to face. But whenever you're spending time with an international gathering of journalists who are really putting their lives on the line on a daily basis in some of the most dangerous conflict zones around the world, in order to pursue their calling, as I describe it, to report truth, then really it puts our challenges into perspective. You were part of listening to that yesterday as each of our 16 fellows presented their four-minute plan. What was your impression um, of just where they are right now and, and just their perspective as they're returning back home in their newsrooms? I think my assessment of it all, having listened to all 16 of them, was that we had a symphony and not just a melody. Um, and it was a symphony in which the loudest instrument was um, honesty. Because I was struck by how many of them were honest about the um, challenges that they face right now. They talked about um, the potential for burnout in some cases. They talked about um, how uh, they are um, 
recognising their own feelings and were really courageous to talk about how they've got it wrong in the past in their attempt to just bring about change by imposing it upon people rather than uh, having sensible conversations with them and healthy um, debate with them. And, and I was struck by the honesty of it and also by the honesty about the challenges that lie ahead. As I said a moment ago, we all know the pressure that's on this industry, not just in the United States or in our case in the UK and Ireland and across Europe, but right across the world. Um, journalism finds itself in a very difficult place where politicians are um, confusing what we do and in some cases deliberately um, misrepresenting what we do. Uh, and we've got to push back against that because uh, journalism has such a crucial a role to play in terms of helping us get back to a place where we have healthy discourse and sensible debates taking place. You really did such a good job of sharing with them your own experience and what's taken place in Ireland and and I'd love for you to share with our listeners right now just a little bit of, of what you've been sharing as you speak to these audiences. What is it that you're really wanting and, and have been sharing with them about how things are for you as a journalist in your home? Well, some people may call it plagiarism because I steal three words that can be accredited to one of our most uh, uh, famous poets in Ireland, the late Seamus Heaney. He, in one of his wonderful poems, um, which was later turned into a, a play called The Cure of Troy, he talked about how we took our hope and our history and made those two things rhyme. So what I've been sharing with students and with the fellows is a little bit about our history of conflict on the island of Ireland. Uh, the most recent phase of that, of course, claiming 3,600 lives uh, between 1968 and 1998. So we talk about the history and they explain the whole process of partition, how the island of Ireland is divided in two, part of it being still in the United Kingdom, part of it being uh, an independent republic. And then I talk about our hope, uh, recalling the very moment when I was on air as a young radio reporter when the Irish Republican Army declared its ceasefire and the process of beginning uh, political negotiations that led to the historic Good Friday Agreement came about. So I reflect on our history, I reflect on our hope, and then I explain how uh, Senator George Mitchell really uh, was the man who made those two things come together when ancient enemies British Unionists on one side, Irish Republicans on the other, astounded the world by agreeing to share power in a devolved government. Our politics became less partisan. That is something I've been emphasising throughout this visit to the United States. Our politics became less partisan and that's when the breakthrough came. And. Um, people really began to realise that there didn't have to be a winner or a loser. The greater good doesn't require there to be a winner or a loser. So I've explained um, the journey of peace in Ireland and I then take those three concepts and apply them to my own life because I talk about uh, my own uh, history of growing up in the troubled place Northern Ireland was and often makes students giggle a little when I talk about how my wife and I, our minds were filled every night with pictures of bombs and bullets from the six o'clock news but my children who've grown up in a different Northern Ireland, their minds are filled with memes and gifts from Facebook and Twitter and Snapchat and all of those things. They've grown up in a different place. So my history was the dark days of the troubles but my hope of course was my Christian faith because I had grown up um, in a Christian family um, I had a personal faith myself and I um, really 
I think the best way to describe it is that was the only thing that sustained me during the reporting of some of those very dark days when things did seem hopeless, that I knew um, that you can find a better way, that you can get to a place where there is forgiveness, where there is grace, where there is hope. And my rhyme, I think, is best described by the fact that um, for a very long time, like many people who come from a conservative evangelical background, I had this sense of calling on my life and I assumed that it meant calling to the ordination of the church. But actually, uh, a very wise old Methodist minister gave me some good advice. He said, test that calling, go and do something completely different. And if it's the call of God, you will never outrun God. The something different I chose was journalism. And although later in my life I did take a little time out and go to seminary, ultimately I ended up back in journalism. And I describe that as my high calling, because I do believe we need journalists who understand religion, Melissa. Uh, if you, the way I summarise it as, is this, is like, yeah, the way I put it is like this. When Islamic Jihad is posing a threat, even in the land of St. Patrick in Ireland, a place synonymous with Christianity, a journalist who doesn't understand the world's religions is missing the biggest story of his or her generation. So I believe a journalist who understands um, religion uh, can make such a contribution. So it took me quite a while to figure out that my, my history of journalism and my hope in terms of my Christian faith didn't have to be mutually exclusive, that they were entirely compatible. In many ways, God, I feel, didn't call me to the ordained ministry of the church. He called me to be a journalist. And that doesn't mean to bring Christian bias or to push evangelism. It means that I gather the news ethically and report it with integrity. I think that's the calling God places upon journalists uh, who happen to be Christians. When people say to me, you're a Christian journalist, I always correct them and say, no, I'm a journalist who just happens to be a Christian. It's so good, David. We so appreciate and value your insight. And I thank you for taking the time to just share with our TMP fellows who are joining us just all over the world, literally facing whether it's conflict in their own countries or they're covering unrest or areas of just tragedy as we, as we see in our world. Your words are so inspiring for them and encouraging. And we just thank you for being with us. It's been my pleasure. We've covered a lot of miles. I've been on a lot of aeroplanes, I think 11 flights in 13 days, but it has been, it's been so worthwhile. And I've returned to Ireland, as I always do, feeling that I have learned far more than I could possibly have taught. And there's been some fun between the students at the various colleges asking me, you know, which state do I prefer? Where is the weather best? And I will confess that one state wins hands down. And it's Indiana. Indiana. Wow. Because they have fabulous ice cream. So that's what it takes to please David Blevins. Some good ice cream and it becomes your favorite place. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much, David. It's my pleasure. Thank you, Melissa. Once again, that is TMP member and Sky News correspondent David Blevins of Ireland on the road in St. Petersburg, Florida. And you heard David talk about the TMP Coaching and Leadership Fellows Program that takes place each year at the Pointer Institute in St. Petersburg, Florida. We are currently accepting applications for the 2019 program, which will take place September 28th through October the 5th. Applications are now being accepted to apply, log on to our organization website at themediaproject.org. The application deadline is May 1st.